News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy Bay. Family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. You got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Uh, welcome on into episode 124 of On the Mark on this uh, February 26th as we're winding down February, final show of February. Um, before we jump into Hespin headline number one and get going with everything, I just want to start by saying shout out Quincy. Blue Devil basketball, what a win last night over O'Fallon, 56-49. They get their shot again at redemption against the one-seed Collinsville on Tuesday. Go Blue Devils. Uh, Listen, I I moved here three years ago, March 1st, from uh, Chicago. I'm a suburban Chicago kid. My allegiance is always to my high school, Crystal Lake South, go Gators. Uh, But... Since moving here and uh, getting engaged to someone who's got uh, Blue Devil ties, I'm all in on the Blue Devils now. They are my they are my local team. Uh, sorry to everyone else. If only I could have been engaged to someone uh, from your uh, high school, then maybe that would have worked out differently. That's where my allegiances fell. Uh, and all in all, joking aside, it, a great win for the Blue Devils, and good luck on Tuesday against Collinsville. Uh, certainly, uh, this show will be rooting for you. And the success of all the local teams, uh, as always, during the football season, give shout-outs to all the local teams, uh, as Hannibal had a heck of a run this last year. Uh, but local sports isn't what you, we do on this show. You know the drill by now, by 100, uh, 124 episodes in. Uh, ho- hopefully you understand the drill by now. We're talking big national headlines. As always, follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hespin. Follow me on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Broadcasting live and local here on a Saturday morning in our brand-new KHMO studios. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. We're talking NBA. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Well, we're talking historical NBA. We're not talking breaking down box scores from uh, from last night. We're talking the historical outlook of the NBA. Uh, last weekend at the NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, the NBA unveiled their 75th anniversary team. And it is loaded with superstars. And overall, I think the list is pretty dang good. One through 75 the people they put on the list. Now, they didn't rank them 1 through 75. They just had 75 people on their team. Leave it to ESPN and the Bleacher Reports and all them to rank the actual players. And that's what we're going to get into here in a second. Um, I think when the team was originally announced, I said on the show, the only person I felt really got snubbed would have been a Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard, uh, especially his like six-year, seven-year run that he had where he won four-time uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, led that Orlando Magic team to an NBA Finals um, when they just had, what, Hidu Turkoglu and DJ Augustine. Uh, you know, they weren't exactly a loaded team. Uh, he was at the very last of the great big men of that era. The big men are coming back now, but it's a totally different style of big man. It's the Giannis, uh, Jokic, Embiid version of the big man, uh, the KD version of the big man where you have to ball handle and shoot threes. Uh, to be a, a dominant big man in the NBA now. Uh, he was the only one that I felt a little scammed, should have been probably on the 75th anniversary team. Regardless, we move on. Um, what caused all the drama in the sports world this week, especially in the Twitterverse, is that ESPN came out and they decided to do what ESPN does. They ranked all 75 players, 1 through 75, right? And, of course, the top 10 gets everyone heated. And, you know, I get it. Listen, I'm, I'm in the media. I understand 
You do certain things for clicks. You do certain things for journalism. Uh, I think ESPN did a lot of this list was, ooh, if we put this guy here and then we put this guy here, that's going to get a lot more clicks, a lot more people talking about it. And, of course, what are we doing? I'm clicking on it. I'm talking about it. But I, I want to do this in, a, in, a, in my uh, honest opinion, serious sense. When I'm going to rank the top 10 players and dissect what ESPN did, you have to understand where I'm coming from. My point of view as an NBA fan, as a sports fan, I'm a 31-year-old guy born in 1990. I've been watching the majority of my basketball life and watching actually wasn't even the 90s Bulls and Jordan. I barely remember that. I was eight years old the last time they won when the Bulls won that last championship. Um, to me, I fell in love with basketball in 2000 with that Lakers team, Shaq and Kobe, Watching that team dominate the Sixers and dominate the Nets, go on their four straight finals runs, uh, and it was f- fell in love with basketball ever since. Now, I am a slight historian of the game. I understand the historical, historical perspective. I have watched all the highlights of the Wilts, the Kareems, the Magics, the guys who came before me, uh, a big O, Oscar Robinson, uh, Robertson, but in general, I do lean a little bit more towards the newer generation of players, but I also think... In general, whenever you're ranking players, whether it's NFL players, soccer players, basketball players, NASCAR drivers, the more we move forward in sports, the better these guys become. they got better training. They're better athletes. They have all these advantages that technology, modern medicine gives them. LeBron James, you know, if you put him back in 1950s basketball – I mean, he'd, he'd average 100 points. Will Chamberlain, the reason he has the stats he does is because he was a guy way ahead of his time. You know what I mean? Wilt is one of those outliers who 100% will always be in that top five, top ten discussion. Just like Jim Brown will always be in that top five, top ten discussion in the NFL. Why? Because Jim Brown put up numbers at a ridiculous pace, and you can just with your eyes see that if that guy was born in 2000, he had the modern training the athletes do now, he'd be an all-time great running back as well. Uh, so you got to use a little bit of that common sense. It's a little different from like the people who argue like Babe Ruth. If you put Babe Ruth and gave him the modern training, he'd still be small. Probably a guy would have to hit for contact in this modern MLB the way the game has changed. Regardless, that's just the perspective I'm coming on from this. So let's break it down. Why are people freaking out about the ESPN Top 10? The reason they're freaking out is not because they have MJ1 or LeBron 2 or Kareem 3 or Magic 4. Actually, I agree 100% that should be the top four. My top four is Michael Jordan 1, LeBron 2, Giant Gap, Kareem 3, Magic four, they're closer than you'd argue. And then for me, the fifth greatest basketball player of all time is the greatest imitation of the greatest basketball player of all time, the 1B to the 1A that is Michael Jordan. That's Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, to me, is the fifth greatest basketball player of all time. And and frankly, I think he deservedly should be in that spot um, ahead of the, uh, you know, ahead of the Wilts, ahead of Bill Russell, ahead of Oscar Robertson, ahead of Larry Bird. But where does ESPN have Kobe? Will they have him at 10th? So we finish off Co- uh, ESPN's list. They go Wilt Chamberlain 5, Bill Russell 6. Then they go Larry Bird 7, Tim Duncan 8, Oscar Robertson 9, Kobe 10. And I think a lot of you know what ESPN is trying to do when they argue that is uh, I think they're trying to put some historical you know perspective on things. I don't, I don't think that I think they're trying to make sure they you know create a little controversy. Someone has to be a little farther down on the list to get those clicks. Uh, but I do think it's wrong. I think overall it's wrong. I think Kobe Bryant should be higher than ten. Now, if you want to put him six, seven. Okay, I really don't think Kobe's any lower than eight. I don't know how you can have Kobe Bryant behind a Larry Bird. I got to be honest. I don't know how you can have Kobe Bryant behind Oscar Robertson. Got to be honest. I know Bill Russell won 11 championships. I don't know as a player how you can have Kobe Bryant behind Bill Russell. Bill Russell's one of those guys that if he played in the modern NBA, he'd be very good. But a Bill Russell in the modern NBA, um, I just don't see him as dominant as if you put a Wilt in the modern NBA. Or, um, or if you put a, you know, Kobe back in Russell's era. Uh, Bill Russell's an all-time great player. And Bill Russell's 
uh, stats and historical importance of the game make him a top 10 greatest player of all time. I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit there and say, I can just watch the film and be like, I just honestly believe Kobe Bryant's a better basketball player than a Bill Russell. So to round out my top 10, I have MJ1, LeBron 2. I think the gap between them is is significant, but it's not giant. And I think then the gap between LeBron and Kareem to me is pretty big. I really don't know how you argue that LeBron is anywhere lower than two. LeBron is one or two. 99% of the time, he should be two. MJ should be one. Kareem should be three. His stats, his importance to the game, his style of play. Kareem could definitely play in the modern era of the NBA with the modern big man. I think Kareem would have struggled, honestly, mid to 90s through the early 2000s NBA. But any other generation, and even in that generation, Kareem would have still been a multiple-time all-star. He would have put up a lot of points because he, he has a similar game to Tim Duncan. There was physicality to it, but it was finesse and it was skill, leadership, and in uh, a really, really high basketball IQ. But I think he would have struggled more in that physical mid-90s Charles Oakley, Shaquille O'Neal, big man type of basketball. So I have Kareem 3, Magic 4, Kobe 5. That's the top five. And I honestly feel like that is a pretty significant top five. You're you're not going to change much. I, I put Magic ahead of Kobe because I think Magic overall is just a – he had more to offer the game. Magic Johnson, physical, big, could was an incredible ball handler. I mean, Kobe Bryant was a great ball handler, but if you, if you really watch what they do for their teams and everything, Magic um, – you know, he is the 1B to LeBron James. Kobe is the knockoff Michael. Magic is the knockoff LeBron. You know what I mean? And it's weird because LeBron, you'd say, should be the knockoff Magic because he came after. But if you look at their skill set, those four guys are all very similar. LeBron and MJ are just the better versions of Magic and Kobe. Now, I put Magic ahead of Kobe because I do think Magic overall what he did in his young age, you know, playing center at a time at 6'9 as a point guard, the way he played the game uh, just offered a little bit more overall to his teammates and the game than Kobe did. But it's very, very close. And I would not be mad if you put Kobe ahead of Magic. I do think that Kareem should be three. And I wouldn't put Kobe or Magic ahead of Kareem. Um, then I go Shaquille O'Neal, Wilt Chamberlain, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell. Those are your big men. Now, a lot of people would argue Shaq should not be that high. This is where, and I understand Shaq's probably the most controversial person on my list. I put Shaq at six because I honestly believe at the dominance of his peak from 98 to 05, there was no one who dominated in any sport at any peak time more than Shaquille O'Neal in that period of time. Now, you could argue about probably Michael Jordan in the 90s, only one who was maybe more dominant. Shaquille O'Neal was a force to be reckoned with. I remember being a young kid watching Shaquille O'Neal fall out the whole entire New Jersey Nets front court and finals games because he's so physical and so different, built so unique. But Shaq also had finesse skill, a high basketball IQ, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal is the only one on this list who I would honestly argue in the top ten if he were, if he would have a hundred percent committed to the game, he's the only one in the top ten who you could argue he should be higher. Like he could have been higher if he really committed to his body and took care of himself a little bit more, took the game a little bit more seriously. Shaquille O'Neal probably could be, could have been in that three spot. Uh, I think Shaq. I get it. People argue Kareem. I mean, people are, people argue Hakeem the Dream, uh, Tim Duncan, Bill. Uh, Wilt, they all have better stats than a Shaq, or maybe, or they, you know, they maybe more championships. But I just think Shaquille O'Neal, he's my starting center of all time. I, I, I put him up against anyone in his prime. Prime Shaq is better than prime Wilt, prime Kareem, prime all those guys in my in my opinion from watching the game. Uh, so I, Shaq is probably my most controversial at six. I would then go. Will Chamberlain, 7. Tim Duncan, 8. Bill Russell, 9. Steph Curry, 10. I think Steph's a 10. And um, and I, I, I honestly think that Steph Curry is one of those guys who could move up this list. He's Especially if he gets another championship kind of on his own as a star player, 
He's got the rings. He's got the stats. He changed the game. He's the greatest shooter of all time. The greatest shooter of all time, and it's not even close, should be a top 10 player of all time. And he is. Uh, and Steph is the modern NBA. He is the the focal point of what the NBA is going forward and through this next generation. I think Steph Curry is the top 10 player of all time. I think he should be ahead of his peers currently with Giannis Kevin Durant, uh, but those guys are closing in on him. What's interesting is the ESPN ranking does have Giannis at 18. They do have Steph at 16, so not too far off. Uh, they have Kevin Durant at 12 and um, Shaq at 11. I would personally think, I personally put Steph right now ahead of all of his other peers except LeBron. I think Steph right now is the second best player in the NBA currently playing in historical realm. I would say Durant is probably three still. I would have him ahead of Giannis right now, but Giannis is closing that gap really quickly. Really, really, really quickly. Especially if Giannis can get another ring here in a year, in the next year or two. Uh, So there you go. That is my top 10 NBA players of all time. I put it out there. I will post it on the On The Mark uh, Facebook page. I I know it's a little controversial at at the 6th spot and probably the 10th spot. But otherwise, I'm not going to argue too much. Where you order Wilt, Tim, Bill... I, I think those guys can go either way. I could have put Tim 7, I could have put Wilt 7, I could have put Bill 7, and then reverse the order. But those three big men, all their careers very similar to me in that sense. Uh, I think uh, I think all of them could play in any generation. I think Tim and Wilt would succeed more in any generation compared to Bill. But Bill's the ultimate winner, and Bill Russell's importance to the game. He's a deserved top 10 player. Steph deserves to be in the top 10 as well. And I think shame on ESPN for putting Kobe at 10. I think Kobe's the top five player of all time. He's fifth, but I think he's the top five player of all time. All right, uh, that is uh, your Hespin headline number one. When we come back to On the Mark, we will go into the NFL. Goodbye to the NBA for a while. We're going to jump back into the NFL. Uh, We're talking quarterback talk. We'll just look at the free agent quarterback class. But really important to also understand the dominoes that could fall in the trade market for the quarterbacks. One giant name is the first domino that needs to fall till we get all of this sorted out. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Picture yourself at the grocery store. Checking off items on your grocery list app, going aisle by aisle as you fulfill the requests of your family. Bread, milk, cereal, hmm, donuts. Now think about your last prayer time with God. Do you ever treat prayer like a grocery list? Prayer is inviting God into our circumstances, into our hopes, fears, and our dreams, and our pain. It isn't going down aisle by aisle as we check off our list of requests. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul encourages us to pray without ceasing. This means living relationally with God as we learn to talk and listen to Him throughout our day. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. When we walk, when we reach, when we play... We're moving through life, but an estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily amount of physical activity. It's time to move and keep moving, America. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side. Because even in a pandemic, we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. I've got muscular dystrophy. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. But the Muscular Dystrophy Association is here to help. MDA is what ensures they receive critical medical care at one of over 150 care centers. Please visit helpmda.org. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. It's tax time. Bring your W-2s over to Cunis, all right? They will do your taxes for you. They will figure out how much money you're getting back. They will give that to you in a card, and then you can immediately use it on a down payment on a new vehicle. You can be driving off the lot today. Just get your taxes done at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. 
All right. Uh, welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, broadcasting live from uh, the KHMO studios, our brand new, very nice, swanky KHMO studios. You can see how nice it is. If you are on the uh, Facebook Live, just search On the Mark KHMO on Facebook, follow the show there, or you can just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M A R K H E S P E N. All right. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. So let's take a look at the free agent quarterback situation. Uh, it's a very interesting free agent class of quarterbacks. And um, um, it's important to know before we dive into this is there are a couple dominoes that need to fall before a lot of these guys are going to find homes and get jobs, right? Um, we're entering free agency in the NFL. We're entering trade season in the NFL. Um, a lot of people want to get free agency done and trades done before the draft at the end of April. So March is starting on Tuesday. March is a big month for moving and shaking in the NFL. So then people can feel solid about their free agent acquisitions, their their positioning going into the draft. That brings a lot of clarity to the draft, right? If you're a team, for example, like a Chicago Bears, my Bears, who know, all right, we need to figure out a wide receiver position. Are we trying to bring back, you know, Allen Robinson? What is Chris Godwin like on the market? What about Mike Williams? Say, you know, but then you, you, you know, say you sign Allen Robinson to a deal. Then, you know, all right, we don't need to attack uh, a wide receiver with our first overall, you know, pick in the draft or whenever we have a pick. It creates clarity for a lot of teams, free agency. Um, but I always, always, always say build through the draft not free agency. And also, I would say build through trades. Look what the Rams have done. Uh, they've built their, you know, Jalen Ramsey, so much of their, of Matt Stafford, uh, of their Super Bowl was built through trades and being aggressive and using draft picks in that way um, to make trades. So, obviously, before any of the free agent quarterbacks really get signed, find a home and know what their lives are going to be like next year, you have to figure out what's happening with the number one quarterback domino. That's Aaron Rodgers. Once we know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, is Green Bay keeping him? Is he is is he going to play for Green Bay, or are they going to trade him? Then that opens everything up. Because if you're Denver right now, you're not signing Jameis Winston until you know if you can get Aaron Rodgers or not. Like you, everything's on hold for you. So. That's what I'm trying to say. These dominoes have to fall. And and there are quarterbacks whose names are going to hear talked about. Aaron's number one, followed by Russell Wilson. De- certainly, I think the Seahawks will explore quietly what the market's like for Russell Wilson. And if you are the Philadelphia Eagles, if you are the Washington football team, or if you're the New York football giants, you need to throw the sink at Seattle for Russell Wilson. I think all three of those teams could be instant NFC playoff teams. Well, the the football team and the Eagles could be Super Bowl contenders. They could be NFC championship game contenders. The the Giants would immediately be uh, playoff contenders with Brian Dable and and Russell Wilson. Uh, The Giants roster is not nearly as good as the Eagles and the football team. So none of those three teams are going to make a really fair push for Aaron. They all have a lot to give up for Aaron. I just don't think if the Packers are going to trade Aaron, it's going to be the NFC. I think Seattle's comfortable letting Russell Wilson go all the way across the country to the NFC East and let Russell be in the NFC. I think they are. Seattle's more of an organization that's worried about what can they get, what could they get in return for Russell. And I think the haul for Russell and Aaron should be about the same. Um, I would argue that Aaron's obviously the better player, but Russell's got more time left. And Russell, you're getting 100% commitment if you get Russell Wilson. You don't know what you're getting when you get Aaron Rodgers, right? So if I'm I'm either of those teams in the NFC East, I'm making absolute take – this year's first, next year's first, this year's second, and a player uh, for Russell Wilson. I mean, the Eagles have two first-round picks this year, and they have a first-round pick next year. I would give them your two first-round picks this year, next year's first-round pick, throw in some thirds and a fourth, and I'd be like, give me Russell Wilson. I think it's absolutely worth it if you're Philadelphia. you got a great team. You you you, you made the playoffs with the Jalen Hurts. Um 
I think same with Washington football team. I think absolutely you you throw the sink and kick the tires on it. So Aaron one, Russell Wilson two, but then obviously Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy G. They're all in that kind of same category. I would put Derek and Matt Ryan ahead of Jimmy G. As far as like if you're a team that's looking to just fill that spot, win now, <clears throat> Indianapolis. Those are great options. If you can, if you can somehow sneak away a Derek Carr, or if you're, you know, Philadelphia, Washington, Denver, uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, if you're any of those teams, um, those are those are win now guys who could certainly uh, help you make the playoffs next year. And Derek Carr is the best of that. I would put Matt Ryan above Jimmy G just because Matt Ryan's more of an Iron Man. When's the last time Matt Ryan missed a stretch of games? I cannot tell you. When's the last time Jimmy G missed a stretch of games? Every season. Every season. Um, so those are interesting candidates. But before we – so before any of these free agent quarterbacks really get signed, that's where um, th- we got to figure out where those players are going to be. My guess is um, – Right now, Aaron Rodgers is not on Green Bay next year. My guess is Russell Wilson is in Seattle. Derek Carr is in Vegas. I think Matt Ryan stays in Atlanta because that division is so bad. I think they look at it and go, we have the best continuity. Let's try to go one more year and win this division with Matt Ryan. And then we can get out of his contract. And my guess right now is Jimmy G stays in San Francisco because I don't think they trust Trey Lance yet. And Jimmy G's got one year left. Run it out with Jimmy G and give Trey Lance another year to sit. And grow. Um, all right, so let's go into the, the the free agent quarterback rankings. Now, here's what's interesting: is I break this down into three categories. I have um, uh, three categories. You have career backups, who you you have guys that these are guys I'd be willing to bring into my roster if I am uh, a, a Buffalo, a, uh, a Kansas City, a uh, you know Chargers, where I have an established quarterback who's great, who's my quarterback of the future. There's no concerns about that. Uh, uh, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, any of those guys are like, those are your top five, ten quarterbacks. Uh, Dallas, where you feel 100% about your quarterback. These are names I'd be willing to bring in because if my guy tweaks an ankle and has to miss a week or two in an 18-game season, these guys can win me a game, and they're great in the locker room, and they're veterans. And those, those names are Colt McCoy, Joe Flacco, Geno Smith, and Jacoby Brissett—they're all available. I if they they have to find that unique spot where they're not—they know they're not going to start. Um, they're comfortable being the backup, and they have a guy in front of them who's only only going to miss a game if they have like a tweaked knee, a tweaked ankle, and you cross your fingers they don't actually have to get in. But they can keep your team afloat and win you a game or two with a good team for a week. We saw it with Colt McCoy this year; he did that with Arizona. Um, and so I think you you definitely um, you, you kick the tires on those guys if you have that type of quarterback situation. I still think all those guys have a place in the NFL. Then you have the group I call the mentor slash bridge quarterback group. These are the guys that you want to bring in. If you start the season with them, it's because you're starting the season knowing that um, you are not ready to compete for a Super Bowl. And you have a young quarterback who you want to just take some breath, take some time to grow and not have to jump right into the season. And that is Fitzpatrick. That is Tyrod Taylor. That is Teddy Bridgewater. That is Marcus Mariota. And I would throw Andy Dalton in there again. Those are guys, you start them for the first three games just to let that rookie, that kid, you know, these are guys, they're going to wait to get a job until they find out where the rookies are drafted. Where those quarterbacks go in rounds one and two? Does uh, Carolina take a, a, a stab at a, at a rookie quarterback? Great. They bring in Kenny Pickett? Okay, I would bring in Marcus Mariota to start, you know what I mean, for a year or two. Uh, does uh, does uh, Denver, you know, go with the, the kid out of Ole Miss? All right, great. I would bring in Tyrod Taylor to start the season for, for the first couple weeks. You know what I mean? That's how – those are the guys you look at in that way. Uh, Dalton is barely in that. Dalton probably should be more in the backup now, one or two spot. But I think he's a good locker room guy, and he's got enough left in the tank to start you the first three games and maybe go one and two with Andy Dalton if you, if you uh, if you start your season in a good way, which is kind of terrible to say. If your team is in that desperate a position, uh, it's not great. Finally, there are two names that I'd be willing to say 
if I have a win-now team, um, Washington, Pittsburgh, uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans has a lot of good players, depending on how they rebuild, that I would kick the tires on these two names as, you know what? We feel like we are in a spot in our division, especially Tampa, New Orleans, where we can get a playoff spot, whether it's that seven seed or sneakily win our division. I think Washington feels this way too. If we have a quarterback who can help us win games, not a game manager, not a bridge guy, but a guy who honestly can start for you 18-game season and and get you to the playoffs. They've proven they can do it. They can put up numbers. They can get wins in this league. I think there's two names. Jameis Winston, a lot of that's going to be depending on how his rehab goes, where he's at. If he's healthy and he can start and in a training camp and be ready to go coming off the ACL, if I'm Pittsburgh and I can't land an Aaron Rodgers and I don't feel comfortable with the Ole Miss kid or Kenny Pickett, I would consider uh, uh, Jameis Winston. Same thing, honestly, if you're New Orleans, Denver, um, uh, uh, Washington. He's an upgrade over what you've had. And I think the second name on that list is Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, I honestly believe, will uh, will get a chance to start this year with one of those teams who's more of a win-now team. Maybe they also draft a young quarterback. Um, but I think if you have a Mitchell Trubisky in your Pittsburgh, if you have a Mitchell Trubisky in your Washington and you build the right team around him, you're going to be competing for that seven, six, five, six, seven seed in the NFC, 100%. The NFC is a little weaker than it's been. I 100% think you're competing for that playoff spot. And you're building momentum as a franchise to then you say, listen, you don't owe Mitch anything. Give him a one-year deal. Give Jameis a one-year deal, $10 million. Come on in. See what you can do. Now, you they, may, they have the opportunity in front of them to earn the job to be the starter for maybe another couple of years. Or they help you get to the playoffs, kind of stabilize your franchise, and then let you see what the quarterback market's like next year. There's going to be expiring deals. Uh, you know what I mean? Can you get a Derek Carr the following year? Can you get an Aaron Rodgers the following year? Can you get a Russell Wilson? You know, these one of these big names who's maybe unhappy. You never know what the quarterback market looks like year to year to year. Uh, so that's what I would say. There's three different categories. Your career backups, um, who I all think deserve a spot in the NFL. Colt McCoy, Joe Flacco, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett. If I'm one of those teams of Buffalo, Arizona, uh, Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers, where you know you have your quarterback, but you may need a spot start or two. Look to those guys. Bridge guys for young quarterbacks. These guys are all waiting to see who gets drafted. That's Dalton, Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota. You start the season with them. And then finally, I think two names who deserve a real chance to start. If the situation's right, they could make a playoff run. Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky. All right, um, but again, it all goes, it all falls off of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that first domino. Once Aaron Rodgers' domino falls, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, once we know where they're going to be playing football, then all those names. The next names that will heat up in the quarterback market pre-draft, Jameis and Mitchell Trubisky. They're going to be the next two. They are the only guys out there available on the market. You can honestly say, Beyond the beyond the, the the names I mentioned, who currently started last year, you say if I'm a Pittsburgh, if I'm a Washington football team, I can make a playoff run with those guys. Um, so it's a thin, thin quarterback market, and that's why the names Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G are all going to be very, very interesting in the trade discussions over the next month and a half leading up to the draft, because those guys. Uh, can all win you playoff games, get you to the playoffs. And I would even throw maybe Kirk Cousins in there, depending on what Vikings want to do. The Vikings want to blow it up, try to get rid of Cousins. Could they make Cousins, trade Cousins to a team that feels like they, if they just get a quarterback, they could win now? Uh, Tampa, something like that. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. All right, uh, you're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, hypotheticals. LeBron James just can't stop talking about his son. And so I have some thoughts on it. We're live and local. It's on the market. News Talk 1070, KHMO, the KHMO app. When kids need medical care, they will often face stressful and life-changing experiences. From complex treatments to long hospital stays, these special patients miss out on the things that most kids take for granted and let kids be kids. That's where Starlight Children's Foundation comes in. Since 1982... 
Starlight Children's Foundation has transformed the in-hospital experience for more than 17 million seriously ill kids in 800 children's hospitals and facilities across the United States. Our state-of-the-art programs like Starlight Virtual Reality, Starlight Hospital Wear, and Starlight Gaming let kids just be kids, if even for a few moments. Whether donning an action figure gown instead of standard hospital issue or settling into gamer mode, if it brings a smile, a laugh, or just a break from their reality, it's happiness delivered. Learn more at starlight.org. That's starlight.org. You're who you always were. She was screaming and crying. I've never seen her like that in my life. You're who you've always been. So we ended up calling the doctor and he said, this isn't just an ear infection. You always had it in you. This is our daughter. We didn't know how to help her. To fight monsters and Every day, thousands of kids like Gwen enter a Children's Miracle Network hospital. And for many of them, they're fighting for their lives. Children's hospitals are underfunded, which is why these hospitals rely on community support. 100% of contributions made at HelpKidsToday.org go to your local member children's hospital so they can spend it on their most urgent needs. It's life-changing for a kid like Gwen. We can't change their diagnosis, but together we're changing their future. For ways to help, visit us at HelpKidsToday.org. HelpKidsToday.org. In celebrating the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association and Title IX's 50th anniversary, the IBCA had media and coaches select the 30 most impactful people in Illinois basketball going back to 1972. The IBCA recognizes Taylor Bell. Bell has been associated with prep sports since 1958 when he was a member of the Daily Illini staff. In 1968, he became prep editor of the Chicago Daily News, which evolved into the Chicago Sun-Times. Taylor is a 1973 charter member of the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame, and the impact of his career on the Illinois prep scene cannot be overstated. His books, Sweet Charlie, Dyke, Cassie, and Bobby Joe, High School Basketball in Illinois are all must-reads for every Illinois high school basketball fan. This message is brought to you by the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association and this station. The Charlie Kirk Show. Buckle up, everybody. Instant reaction. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, and we are going to fight for freedom. The Charlie Kirk Show. Weeknights at 8 on KHMO. Over 60 and retired? Making ends meet, especially at the supermarket, is tough. BenefitsCheckup.org is a free website that helps you pay for food, medicine, even utilities. Visit BenefitsCheckup.org. Here is your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Mainly sunny skies today with highs around 38. Winds out of the southwest around 5 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Lows dip down to about 24. Daytime highs approaching 48 tomorrow. Sunny skies and calm. Right now, 25. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app, brought to you by Cutis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda. Tell them Mark sent you. You don't want to stop by the dealership. It's cold out, snow, sleet on the ground. Go to CunisQuincy.com. CunisQuincy.com. Then you can shop through everything that they have. That's how I found my truck with Cunis Honda Hyundai. I found it on Cunis Quincy. It was in their a dealership, uh, you know, in another town. I was like, oh, well, I'm not driving all the way there. They're like, no, no, no. We'll bring it here. Next day, I had it. I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, driving around my truck. It was fantastic. They're the best. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Um, LeBron James spent a lot of time all-star break uh, talking and blabbing about how unhappy he was and was leaking things about how he really wanted the Lakers to get John Wall. I think he should have had John Wall over Russell Westbrook to start the season. John Wall is trapped in this purgatory. Um, and, you know, the Lakers are a little frustrated. 
and LeBron's frustrated with the Lakers. And they're underachieving. And the Lakers are in a mess right now. And one of the other big storylines in this whole thing that you have to consider is LeBron James keeps talking about the fact that he is going to play with his son. He is going to play with Bronny James in the NBA. There's two things that that does. Number one, it dramatically increases LeBron James Jr.'s, uh, LeBron, Bronny James, his draft stock. Bronny is a junior, okay? So that means next year he's a senior. So LeBron is going to play next year. So that's the 2023, 20, no, 20, that would okay, be the 2022-2023 season. Bronny's a senior. The 2023-2024 season, Bronny is a freshman at any program in the country he wants to be at. Duke, Kentucky, Ohio State, wherever he wants to go. USC, UCLA, he's going to be a, uh, a freshman. So then the 2024-2025 season, that's three seasons from now, Bronny James will be a rookie. Okay? So LeBron James is probably saying to the Lakers, look, you got me for three more years. I'm still putting up numbers as one of the top five basketball players in the league. LeBron James has had an incredible season. It hasn't led to winning because LeBron James, the GM, is god-awful. I've been saying it for years. LeBron is so caught up in his ways, he needs to just surround himself with youth. Young guys trying to prove it. Why he likes the veterans who are old and brittle and get injured and uh, you know, it's like you don't need your old guys club around you. You're so that desperate to have friends to just hang out with. You want Melo on your team. You want AD on your team. You just have friends. You know, KCP for all these years. He needs Buddy Heald. He needs young guys. He needs more Malik Monks on his team. Prove it. Hustle. Youth. Run up and down the court with him to get toss the ball. Shoot threes. Attack the rim. Prove themselves in the defensive end. I just don't get LeBron James, the general manager, at all. And it's really coming to a head. It used to be LeBron could do this, and he was so good and so much better than everyone in the NBA that LeBron James made eight straight finals. I mean, remember what he did with those Cavs teams? When Kevin Love was broken and not great, and Kyrie wasn't there, and he had Matthew Dellavedova, and he took a young Tristan Thompson, those teams, to the, to the finals— he can't do that anymore. He's still one of the top five players in the league. Don't get me wrong. But he's not so by far number one where it's like, well, pff, he can just kill the Raptors and kill the Pistons and kill the Celtics in the Eastern Conference and then make the finals. He can't do that anymore, especially in the tougher Western Conference. So he's made a bunch of terrible decisions, a bunch of terrible decisions. And he needs to he needs to let the Lakers run the team and build a real team around him. He needs to. He needs to find youth. They'll be able to get out of Russell Westbrook's contract um, next year. They'll be able to dangle it for someone who wants the expiring contract for money, who's looking to rebuild. Um, find as much youth and young guys as you can who he can just mentor and build around and run up and down the court with. Uh, I'd be willing to to take listens on Anthony Davis and get him out of town. Uh, but that's tough because that's Rich Paul. It's clutch. It's his guy. Um but you need more. You need youth, and you need shooting. Um, now, so I think LeBron James will be with the Lakers for the next three years. I think he will be there while Bronny's a senior, while Bronny's a freshman. So this year and the next two years. After that, it's very interesting. LeBron James is basically saying, if you draft my son, I will make sure I come play for your team. So we could get in the 2024-2025 NBA season – Bronny and Braun in Atlanta, or Bronny and Braun in Indiana, or Bronny and Braun in Orlando, or Bronny and Braun in Sacramento. Honestly, if I'm any of those bottom tier teams who's going to be, you know, you're not going to be good, is you're just a bad franchise historically. And I mean, who's honestly going to be great in four years from now? I look at some of the teams who their rosters will be old and, and falling apart, like Utah. In four, three years from now, they're going to need an overhaul. They'll probably be at the, near the bottom of the Western Conference. Um, New Orleans, I, I don't see them necessarily ascending. 
What is San Antonio doing in the Eastern, in the Western Conference? Who else in the Western Conference? I mean, um, in the Eastern Conference, it's hard. I, I think Washington's one of those teams that doesn't have a direction. They won't be great in three years from now. The Knicks are never great. You know, and if, and if you're at one of those low-level franchises, even if Bronny James is just okay as a freshman at Duke, wouldn't you draft him number three overall if you means you also are going to get LeBron for a year? Think of just the tickets you'd sell. I mean, it'd be incredible. If you're Michael Jordan and you're, and you're in Charlotte Hornets stink and you have a top three pick and you can get Bronny and Braun for a year, oh, my God. It's a marketing brilliant play. And it gives LeBron James a chance to play a year with his son, teach his son the ropes, make sure his son then is set up to have a nice NBA career. I mean, you know, I, I have a feeling Bronny James, uh, is his NBA career – is going to look a lot like a Seth Curry or a Austin Rivers. He's going to be a, a, a basketball player. He's going to play games. He's going to be a, a, a probably a, a you know if he can develop into it maybe a solid like six man option like a Jordan Clarkson. I just don't see Bronny becoming a uh, a, a go to one or two on a team. Now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he will develop into that. He's still young, but. Um, uh, you know, if if, Bron- if LeBron James can help his son create that, and by saying, listen, I will play for a fourth and final team somewhere for a year, um, and LeBron James would be in season, what, like 22 at that point, be insane. He'd have all the records by far. I, it's, it's very interesting. But the Lakers got to figure out the next two and a half years with LeBron because this isn't working. And you can run AD and LeBron back next year, but you've got to overhaul. Find more Malik Monks. Find more of them. All right. Uh, when we come back, a couple last-minute uh, quick hitter stories to wrap up the show. You listen on the Mark News Talk 1070, KHMO, the KHMO app. I struggled with symptoms like... I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. Many of us have gone through and may be still going through very difficult challenges. None of us are immune to trials. If you're anything like me, during these times, it's hard to not try to control every aspect of the situation and lose sleep over trying to fix it on our own. However, I have learned that when I trust God during my trials, there will always be glory in the story. Often it never looks how I imagined it, but the greatest gift of getting to the other side is the encouragement you can offer someone else. Remember, there is someone out there right now who needs to be encouraged by your story. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cutis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealership in the tri-state area. Not only do they have those 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from, uh, you can shop them all at cunisquincy.com, but... Uh, they're doing the tax time stuff. So bring in your W-2s. They will do your taxes for you. They will give you that money right away to put towards a down payment on a new vehicle. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, to wrap up the show here quick in the last four minutes, got a couple little quick things. Uh, the XFL, it is coming back. Dwayne The Rock Johnson bought it. His ex-wife, I think, is the one running it. Uh, the reports are that uh, the, the XFL has agreed to work with the NFL in one particular way. They want the relationship with the NFL, not this new USFL, in the sense that they're going to be a little bit of a petri dish for the NFL. Not a feeder league, not a minor league. They still want to be their own thing and be competitors, but they have agreed to let the NFL say, hey, could you try this rule for us? Maybe it's a new overtime rule. Maybe it's a new kickoff rule. Maybe it's a new punt rule. Whatever it may be. The XFL's agreed to that. I think that's brilliant by the XFL. The XFL and the USFL are both starting on up. They're both trying to get going again. Uh, it was spring football. Um, and I think for them to be the one that has the relationship with the NFL in that way, I think that helps them in their, in their chance to be, um, a sustainable league. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, what else? Chris Paul. 
the, the listen, the, the Phoenix Suns are world beaters right now, 49-11, and 11, best record in the NBA. They're on top of the Western Conference, and they just lost their star point guard three to six weeks with a broken thumb. I think it's good and bad. Chris Paul being back and ready for the playoffs 100% and not having to worry about him just tweak hamstring or anything like that, it's not the worst thing in the world. But if you are the Phoenix Suns, having the one seed is a much easier path, I think, to the finals in the Western Conference than the two seed. Um, and the Warriors are going to be nipping at their heels now. Now, listen, they got a six-game cushion, so as long as the wheels don't totally fall off, I think Phoenix will be okay and they'll hold on to the one seed. Booker's got to step up. Miles Br- Mikhail Bridges got to step up in a big way. Uh, and if Golden State, you know, they, uh, they've got kind of some weakness around them. John Morant's hurt his hip. We don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. Chris Paul's injured with them in front of them. So can they steady the ship? Can they go on a run here without Draymond Green being 100% and uh, make a battle and a run for that one seed? It'll be really fascinating to watch the top of the Western Conference from here on out. And then finally, the MVP race in the NBA, I think it's easy. Right now, if the NBA season ended today, the NBA MVP should be DeMar DeRozan. The dude has scored eight straight games of 35-plus points. The Bulls are tied for the best record in the Eastern Conference, tied for the one seed. They're on a six-game win streak. The Chicago Bulls are blowing away everyone's expectations. He personally is blowing away everyone's predictions. And he is right now the hottest player in the NBA playing the best basketball in the NBA for a team that is overachieving. They're a good team, but this Bulls team is overachieving with injuries, no Caruso, no Lonzo Ball, and uh, no Patrick Williams. They're overachieving, and all of that is because DeMar DeRozan. Levine is back now, and Levine is going to be playing this stretch, so that'll take some of the pressure off DeMar, but DeMar DeRozan should be the MVP of the NBA right now. Um, I would go Jokic 2, Giannis 3 based on their play. Embiid was two before the Harden trade. There's no reason to vote for Embiid to be the MVP now that he has Harden. I'm sorry. That's just the way it works. They're going to win a lot of games, and Embiid will play well. But once you get a Harden, I'm not you're, – you're not – like, he's just as valuable now to that team as Embiid in a lot of ways. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in on the mark here on this Saturday morning. Uh, next week, we'll have more NBA talk. We'll see as free agency and trades get underway in the NFL – We'll probably have more Aaron Rodgers news to deal with. Uh, thank you so much. As always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hesman. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Enjoy your weekend. I will see you next week here on News Talk 1070 KHMO.